0: mysticism demystified. Hi, psychic listeners. Welcome back to another episode of A Psychic Story. Today, I have Emma Andrews on. Emma is an intuitive who specializes in clairvoyance, energy healing, and mediumship, and we are going to talk about home screen meditation. But you guys know the drill. Before we get into that, we're going to talk and get from Emma about her whole experience, her story and how she got into
1: this and what that was like. So, welcome to the show, Emma. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to share my story. I love this podcast and I love talking to people and, you know, working together as a community to, to develop our intuitive abilities, because it really, you know, you can only go so far when you're alone doing this kind of work. Um, so community is so huge for me. It's the reason that I'm working as a professional intuitive. So I'm just so excited to be here and to be a part of this community.
0: Well, welcome. It is a very special community. I will say that everyone is so supportive of each other and very interested in what everybody has going on. And I feel like out of anything really have found my people. (laughs) So again, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Share with us. So you had a very interesting start, right? So you were kind of into the holistic and the wellness and the spiritual, but then something happened. So tell us about that. Yes.
1: Yes. It was quite quite a story and thinking about it, you know, the way it happened, it really, you know, spirit really made it so I couldn't deny what was going on. And this reality, my eyes was being open to, you know, it was, it was really made so clear multiple times to me that um, this was something I needed to explore. And this was something I needed to share with people. Um, So the beginning of my story, well, when my intuitive psychic gifts first opened up in a big way was 2018. I had just graduated from college and I was really sick. And I had been sick all through college and I was just exhausted. And I mean, we can talk about that later too, because that's a whole story in itself. But I was really trying to learn to how to get better and connect with my body. So I was practicing meditation. I was reading the power of now and learning about, you know, letting your thoughts pass. And one day I was out meditating on, a, I was floating on a paddleboard on a, on a river and I was just letting those thoughts pass, you know, connecting with my body. And I got this feeling, it like rose up through me, this feeling this message, but it wasn't just, it wasn't just words. It was like words and a feeling and, uh, and a sense, you know, it was so powerful and strong. Overwhelming. It mm-hmm. was overwhelming. And, um, I was like, that's different. You know, that's different than just a thought. And, but I, but still I was like, it's strange because the words I heard were someone is going to die in around you.
0: Oh, I just got chills. And that's a terrible like message to get to receive.
1: But I learned so much in this one experience because I wasn't scared and I wasn't sad and I, and I so I, I, I was like, you know, that's probably just in my head. I pushed it aside again, I laid down to meditate again, and it came back so it wasn't like a
0: feeling of foreboding no. what I'm hearing. It was just like almost a knowing in a sense, and
1: then you felt connected. Absolutely. I was the message came in a cloud of love is what I like to say cuz that's how it like I mm-hmm. I felt what I was surprised by was more than the the content of the message it was the 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 delivery had me filled with a love that I've never felt before. It was like a total out of body experience, to feel this love coming through. I I felt that all was well in the world, that everything was perfect, that, you know, everything was going to be okay. But the message was really specific. And so once it came to me the second time I sat up and my um, fiance at the time, he was also on a paddleboard. And I was like, Chris, this is really strange, but I just got this message that someone is going to die. Like, close to us like that lives in our house or our neighbor's house like it's someone that lives around here and they're gonna die and is not weird i just keep getting this feeling but i don't feel sad and i don't feel scared and I, it feels like everything's gonna be okay um and he was like yeah that's very weird <laughs> that you <laughs> that you're saying that
0: and and then was he well wait, real well, quick cool, cool question. Yeah, Are you guys yeah. married? Did you get married? We're married
1: now. We're married Okay,
0: good. Phew, yeah. He wasn't like this is a deal breaker.
1: <laughs> no, he wasn't. And and it was amazing having him as a part of my journey because he was there from that moment, you know, it's so easy for us to just make our thoughts and feelings insignificant, you know, and mm-hmm. to say, to, to push down what we really believed was true in that moment. And I think if I hadn't had him as a sounding board saying, uh, no, you did feel that, you know, you did say that, you know, to validate mm-hmm. what I was experiencing, that really supported me throughout this process. A funny thing that happened next, well, It wasn't funny at the time, but now I, I can see kind of the humor in it, but we had an old golden retriever. He was about 16, 17 and, um, oh, it's okay. (laughs) Okay, good.
0: Anything pet related. I'm like, can we just skip over this part? But okay. If you
1: said it's okay, go ahead. (laughs) It's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. So he, um, his legs gave out a couple days later, a couple days after this message came to me, I had forgotten about it. I had pushed it aside. And just gone on with my life thinking that was just a weird blip moment of my life. And maybe it didn't mean anything. Anyways, our dog collapsed. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is it. I had the message, you know, he's gonna die. And I was like, we got to put him down. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you were just like automatically like...
0: Oh, yeah, I was yeah. like,
1: I know this was going to happen. Like, I got a feeling about it. And obviously, this is the what I was getting my feeling about. So, you know, it's, it's his time. You know, he shouldn't suffer. And the next day, he was up and walking and totally fine. fine. Oh, phew. And I was like, I was like it was, it must've just been in my head. Like, you know, it must've been, we discount so many things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But about three days after that, my dad went for a bike ride with his friends and had a heart attack and died. And, um, we all were called, like my mom went and we all had to go to the hospital. And I remember like, you know, her telling us that he had passed and all the feelings that come with that. But then, you know, I had a moment to go away with my fiance at the time. And I was like, I thought it was going to be Cosmo. I thought it was going to be our dog, but it was, it was my dad. And what does this mean that I had this feeling about it before? Mm -hmm. It just, it just blew my whole world open. Cause if this, if it's possible to, to get these beautiful messages of love and support that, give you, you know, support about the future. And comfort in a way, like you said, because it was love. And comfort. And if there's this knowledge that we all can connect with around us and if life exists after death, you know, it just burst Mm -hmm. everything open for me. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, I, I just lost my father, but I also just realized that You know, a universe exists beyond us, and that I have a direct connection to it. And we all do, yeah. And we all do, yeah, Mm -hmm. totally.
0: So question, did you have any experiences, like obviously not to that extent, but beforehand? Because um, I think, again, you, you've listened to the podcast, so yeah. I feel like we all have intuition. We all have these abilities. Some of it's just turned up more than others. So what other kinds of things had you experienced up until then, if you don't mind sharing?
1: Yeah, I, I, um, you know, it, it took me like becoming a professional intuitive to be able to look back and say, you know, oh, those things I was doing or experiencing when I was young, um, were real. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Right. You weren't, so, you weren't doing make believe or pretend or yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So one of the ones I like to talk about is I was raised Catholic and at part I was, um, so many Catholics, have turned <laughs> psychics,
0: I shouldn't say turned are, have opened up to their psychic Yeah. I think yes. it's,
1: mm-hmm. I think it's a, I've noticed that too. But so we had to go. I, I went to Catholic school. And as a part of the Catholic school curriculum, you have to go to mandatory weekly mass. And that that was terribly boring as a child. <laughs>
0: I just, that's why I was looking away and drinking my water when you said that. I was like, "Mm,
1: it was terrible. It was terrible as a child. I mean, thinking back now, like, what did they expect kids to get out of that? Sit still and pay attention and have it
0: resonate and learn and all the things. Yeah.
1: Well, so I, I being my practical, um, practical self thought, okay, you know, I got to make the most of this time, got to make the most of this hour that I have sitting here. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll pray. And so I was like, okay, well, what is prayer really? And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll just talk to the people that I know that have died. So this was when I was about nine and I would sit down at mass and just start talking to lo- I had an uncle who had passed and a grandfather. How did you know to do that? I th- I don't know I think it, I think it was just what I thought prayer was was talking to spirit and I was like okay well I got I got a couple connections <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the other side yeah that's got just a a, dr- I got a couple amazing connections
1: yeah I was just thinking it's <laughs> amazingly insightful
0: like as a child so I didn't know if it was taught like meaning from your family or if it was something you saw but you just somehow knew and then thought that that's what prayer was for, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think I just sort of surmised that that was, that was what was done. <laughs> and it was amazing because I would have full conversations with these loved ones where I would, you know, I would tell them, you know, how things are going, how their kids are, how their family is and what what life is like and that we miss them and love them and pretty soon after I started doing this, I would start hearing them talk back to me and feeling their love and feeling these messages coming back. How would you hear it?
0: At a, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was like, I just That's want to okay. hear like how you're hearing it. Because we say here, was it in your ear? Was it in your mind telepathically? What was it like? It,
1: it was like, well, I would feel the love and the, the their presence. And then I would also I, it's kind of tricky because when I say hear, it's it's like a visual hearing. Like mm-hmm. I, I I see them and I and I it's like I'm hearing the message, but it's
0: so it's telepathic.
1: <laughs> it's telepathic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not through my ears. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's kinda like how for me too. So that's why I wanted to ask. But some people actually hear the voices and stuff like that too. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely more um telepathic. And yeah and i I remember just you know experiencing this in in church growing up and and thinking, Wow, this is different. I know this is real, but if I were to talk about it, it people wouldn't think it was real mm-hmm. and so i I remember that being one of those first moments and and it was interesting that it was in you know the Catholic system is very rigid and very like structured and, you know, there is this disconnect within that religious system of like personal connection and like personal expression of faith, you know, there is kind of a disconnect there. So, um, Yeah. That was one of my first, first experiences. And looking back now, I'm like, yes, I was practicing. (laughs) You were (laughs) practicing and didn't know. Yeah. I was totally practicing. And, and, and I love this story because it just reminds me of how we all have access to this and how it's all just a natural sense. It's all just a natural connection that is available to all of us. And, you know, especially especially the aspect of connecting with loved ones who are departed. Like it breaks my heart when people, I, I understand that there's like, you know, a lot of like mis, misinformation and, and fear that can be around like death like as a general concept. But it just it still breaks my heart, you know, and because I just I I would love for people to know that it's not scary. <laughs> well, that's a message you have a platform that you've just shared that it's not scary. It's not scary. Not and- scary. It's yeah. not scary. And what I tell my clients too when I'm teaching mediumship, you know, when I receive that message about my dad, intuitive information, accurate intuitive information, it's never fearful. Because Mm -hmm. it's coming from that higher vibration. It's coming from a place where fear doesn't exist in the same way like it does on earth, you know?
0: and i do want to and i do want to talk about that a little bit later because something came up actually last night and i was like okay it's for a guest today that i'm interviewing and i wonder who and it's probably for you but i'm going to save that okay <laughs> i okay, want to save that for later because i do think it's really important there is so much fear out there not just about death but also about the practice of learning more spiritual types of methods or modalities and uh, it's just to me, while you do need to be cautious and you need to be protective as you're going into it, you shouldn't just be completely blind and completely trusting of everybody and all things. Overall, like you said, there is a pow- powerful message in the fact that when you connect uh, and it's coming with love, then you know it's coming from source and from where you eventually came from and are going to go back to and return to.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I think that's why I'm so passionate about teaching people about intuition, because when you're connected to your truth, to your the sensations within you that that are authentic, that's your that's your intuitive place, you know, and when you're connected to that you're gonna know if you know talking to this person isn't right for you. Or, you know, you're gonna be attracted to the things that are that are in your highest good and that are supporting you to connect more with the other side in a way that feels right and a way that feels good. So when you're working on connecting with that space and that beautiful language that's available to you then you don't need other people's input you know or validation yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you don't need you don't need any of that information you can just rely on you and what feels right to you in the moment and that will never leave you lead you astray
0: exactly absolutely I would love to go back to your father and when he passed away and I'm so sorry for your loss how was it that he communicated with you next Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) because I'm feeling him, by the way, I'm not a medium or I don't advertise myself or define myself as a medium, but I'm like, I'm feeling him like you need to ask her because it's an interesting story is what he's saying.
1: (laughs) It is. It is an interesting story. So we had just um, heard that he had passed. We got to go see his body and say goodbye. And I have four younger brothers. So it was the five of us and my mom. And we left the hospital just... I mean as you can imagine totally shocked totally shocked and unable to think or stand or you know um and my one of my brothers who um my oldest of my brothers he he volunteered to drive us home we lived about 40 minutes away so he volunteered to drive us home and I was like oh my gosh how can he how can he do that you know with with everything so I was sitting in the back of the car and um you know my autopilot sort of switched on with what i had been working on which was you know letting the feelings pass letting the thoughts pass getting to that quiet space that i had been practicing and learning about and so i just i just flipped that on kind of like just to sort of connect with my body and to to you know ground with everything that was happening and so i'm in the car and i'm and i'm just Getting back into that meditative space, and all of a sudden, I see my dad in front of me—total vision—and I see his face, I see his body, I see golden light all around him, and I'm like pinching myself, like, "Whoa!" Like, did I fall asleep? Am I here? What's yes, going on? Yes, it was so real. It was so um, sensory. Like, I could see the details of his face. I could see like the light. I could. Feel the energy off of him. And he gave me a very specific message. Oh, and his face, he looked like he had gotten gorgeous plastic surgery. He looked like-
0: <laughs> Well, very- we better. If we're <laughs> passing over. I better look like I've had, had gorgeous no, plastic surgery.
1: <laughs> he had no wrinkles. He looked just so young and light. And there's this golden light all around him. And he looked at me and he said, gave me a very specific message. He said, Emma, I have given you all that I had. Now, can you pass it on to your brothers in my honor? My youngest brother at the time was 10 when he passed. So that was pretty young to lose a dad. And then he walked away and touched me on my shoulder. He walked out behind me. And then I opened my eyes and I was like, wow, wow like, where am I and what was that about? Because that was different than just getting a feeling and like a a feeling of something. That was a totally different (laughs) situation. It was like a direct connection. And a few weeks later, I had just thought, you know, that that was a a sweet message and it probably was him, but it might've been shock. Um, But a few weeks later, we were at a party and, um, one of our family acquaintances, friend, family acquaintance, um, came up to me and she said, Emma, I really don't want to freak you out, but c- could we go talk outside? And I said, okay. I really don't want to freak you out. Can we I go really talk outside? Wanna, I don't, I don't know if I you. would want to leave. She, all didn't people. Wanna, she didn't want to <laughs> upset me. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. But, you know, talking about my dad. So she... So we go outside and she says, well, I don't know if you know this about me, but I lost my mom really young. And ever since I lost her, I sometimes get messages from people and I can connect to spirits. And the night your dad died, he uh, came to me in the shower and I knew it was real because I get goosebumps. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I'll humor you. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay. He gave me a message. He said that he's given everything he has to you and that you can pass it on to your brothers and that he loves you. And wow, chills. Total mm-hmm. chills. Like it was the to exact same message. Word for word same message. And I hadn't told anyone. I mean, I told my fiance that I mm-hmm. had had that connection with my dad, but no one else and so I I couldn't I couldn't deny that that was a real connection and that was real communication. So I was probably oh, I can't imagine what it would have been like to be around me in the weeks following his death because everyone would come over and say, "Oh gosh, Emma, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry," and I would say, "Yes, I know it's really terrible, and I'm so sad, and I miss him, but do you know what? <laughs> death doesn't <laughs> exist." <laughs> They probably thought you were off your rocker. They probably did because I was hyped and I had this fire under me because, you know, when you lose people close to Mm -hmm. you, it gives you this kind of like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. Oh, can I say that? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It gives you this kind of fuck it energy. Like, you know, life is so short. What do we have to lose? Like, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be afraid of you know stepping on people's toes or making people uncomfortable anymore i'm gonna say it like it is because they need to mm-hmm. know like don't mm-hmm. be afraid you know don't be so like be sad you can be sad you can miss him but like he's right there <laughs> he's wow. here like he's around us he's, he's what with a guest. yeah yeah so when did you
0: start then getting into the business aspect of it because you teach and not only do you do one-on-one uh, coaching and sessions but you also have courses all, that you've taught all, all over the world. So yep. when did you decide to make that pivot where it was like not just a personal soul journey but a professional.
1: That I love that you asked that because I also I want to share this piece of it because mm-hmm. I think this is so important too. I was after this whole experience I was Uh, Freaked out. (laughs) Okay, good. Like I didn't, you didn't
0: didn't seem freaked out
1: when you were sharing (laughs) that, but you were. Okay, so that's a good thing to know. Mm -hmm. I was definitely inspired. I was moved. I was changed. But you know, as the sort of grief and the excitement sort of faded, I was like holy cow, that was scary and weird that I had access to that. And like, what else could I know before it happens? And, you know, I had this like real fear. So it was a process of integration because it was such a sudden awakening. It took me about a year to really be comfortable even meditating again. And I, and I really like sharing that because people, We like love things happening so quickly, but intuition doesn't work like that. It's not something that we can force. You know, we have to be comfortable. We have to be open. We have to feel safe. And so when we experience expansion, it can feel like too much sometimes. And it takes a process of um, integration to allow ourselves to work back up into that expansion to fill back out into that space um, to let in those bigger energies you know to connect with those higher vibrations that can sometimes feel intense if you're not used to it absolutely so it was definitely a process for me but after a few uh, i would say it was about nine months And then I woke up one day and I was like, okay, I'm ready to meditate again. I'm ready to check back in and try again and go back into that space. And so I started just working for myself and I just wanted to know, how was this possible for me? How can I connect with it again? You know, what are the mechanisms that make this work and how can I explain it to people and how can I how it works and, and share that with people so they can have access to it. Um, like I did, you know, I wished when I was going through all that, that I had someone guiding me saying, okay, this is totally normal, you know, and these are the things that you can do to connect with it when you want and to turn it off when you don't want and you're in control. That is a myth and
0: misconception is that people say you can't turn it off and on. Uh-huh. And I don't believe that. I found because
1: that totally essential for me in my work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. If you're doing
1: it professionally, you have to turn it off.
0: Right. Right. Well, I think the biggest thing, and I'm getting chills as I'm saying this, so I'm glad. So they're leading us to talk about this a little bit. Okay. Is that, uh, I think to clarify, it's a central part of who you are as a spiritual being, even as a human being, all of that. So because it's a part of you, you never can fully turn that off, right? Meaning it's, it exists. (laughs) It's like saying, I don't exist. I exist. And therefore any other parts of me do as well. Therefore, I think maybe if that's where people are going, that is true. However, there are other people or practitioners that don't think that like you can actually turn it off. Like, you know, I hear people being scared, like, well, I feel like if I turn this on, then I'm never able, I've been told Mm -hmm. I'm never able to turn it off. And I'm like, to me, it's more like a volume, like a knob on on a radio or music. I can turn it up. I can turn it off, that sort of thing. And I can also block it. So that's part of, I think, and I just would love to hear your experience or what you believe as well, because at least that's been what I've seen throughout my life.
1: Yes. Yes. I've found that to be so, so essential in my journey because, you know, speaking about, you know, where I noticed my intuitive senses coming up in my childhood, it was, I was just such a sensitive person, such a sensitive kid. I was really empathetic. I was constantly reading my surroundings and people pleasing to feel safe.
0: Same, and yeah. that
1: was my intuition on. And so mm-hmm. I had to learn how to turn that off to stop people pleasing, to stop needing to meet everyone's needs. To, to stop, stop
0: absorbing energy, yeah. which you don't realize you're doing either. Yeah, mm-hmm. to
1: stop taking on, I know, empathetic people, they have this weird like idea that like if they feel other people's feelings, it will like make other people feel
0: better. <laughs> or that you have to do something about it. That's the other yes, thing. Yes,
1: or that you and and you can't. You can't you can't feel anything for anyone else. You can't fix anyone else. So I had to learn that and that is where my where my off button came in. Was setting boundaries. Was learning to only listen to what's going on with me. And, and I think there is a part of us where it's healthy to always be on. And that's when we're just connected to our body. And our body is like the instrument for our intuition. It's like breathing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the conduit. So if you're not connected to your body, you're not connected to the instrument that's connected to this, to the spirit world. And so you can't, you know, you can't, you can't get, a good thing if your antenna, if you're the your body's the antenna, you know, and it's and it's not working quite right or you're not connected to it, you're not gonna get inaccurate information coming through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um they're asking me to ask you this question. Okay. <laughs> I love how they
0: they just like all the questions <laughs> I had listed, they just like crossed through all of them. Well, not all of them, <laughs> most of them. I'm going through my head on this. Um how do you turn it off? Like, do you have any tips or tricks for people? Like, just like you said, the boundaries part, but anything else you can share that, you know, obviously of your courses. So if you want to go to you directly for that, they can, but for people that are listening, and just need some tip, you know, some quick tips.
1: Yeah. So discovering and getting curious about ways that you overextend yourself outside of yourself where you run your energy outside of yourself or you're reading others just becoming aware of that and noticing when that's happening that because all really half most of the battle over half of the battle is just noticing like oh that's not that's not really my responsibility to be over there like in aunt Sue's energy right now, like aunt Sue can help herself. And, um, I can't help anyone if my energy's over there, you know? So just starting to notice how you run your energy and getting comfortable being in your body, because once you you get comfortable and, and start to bring that energy back into yourself, back into your body, because as empathetics, highly sensitive people, when we 're not supported in childhood, it can feel like too much to be in our bodies, you know, yes, so, which is why people shut down, yep, yeah, people shut down, they push, they suppress, and they run their energy outside of their bodies, which isn't which isn 't healthy either, so bringing that energy back in your body and doing that work is really important. I also found finding an on button. <laughs> it is incredible because it shows you that there's an off, you know, when you turn mm-hmm. something on, I feel like my on button is kind of like a, it's like a timed on button. So Same. like when I finish <laughs> the session, I don't need an off button necessarily. Like I have the practices I do to, to, you know, center, to come back into myself and to close a session. But finding that on button is really amazing. Cause then you're like, Oh, this is on. This is really on, you know, I'm really on and I'm really connected. You can't be on all the time, really on all the time. You would be so sick because, or or maybe you just are a, uh, an enlightened human walking on the planet <laughs> because the energies are so fast and so high energy. And that's why a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people who are really intuitive they have trouble doing the day-to-day stuff. Like they have trouble like doing their laundry and like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just living and existing in just the world. Just existing yeah. in the world, like responding to texts. Like they don't, they just won't do it because they're, 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 it uses so much energy to be connected. So So recognizing what my on button is and saying, okay, this is me on. And when I'm done with this on, I'm not on. And, and I don't read people anymore. I think becoming a professional intuitive also, like I, um, just, just naturally started instilling like boundaries around my work life balance. And, you know, before I would be like reading people and in my first few months as a professional, I was I'm kind of shaking my head at myself because I would go up to people and say stuff, and you know i would I was so excited and I could feel the energies whenever I wanted to, and I could connect with people's loved ones, but they didn't really want me to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I do think that it depends so I would want to kind of go a little bit backwards uh, to when you were saying like the off button and like, yeah c- kind of your energy to just explain to people that don't know how to do that uh, it's, and it's different for every single person but what I'm getting from spirit is that you just imagine the fact that like you you can imagine your aura, right? And we don't necessarily know if our soul's in our body, if it's part of our higher self, if it's all over the place, whatever. But the way I envision it is like when I say return to center or return to self, I picture like a light within me. And what happens, what she's talking about, guys, is that like usually your light or your energy is so big and so expanded outside of you because you're tapping in, in some cases, unintention- in a lot of cases, unintentionally. So when you're calling it back, you just kind of picture your light kind of coming back within you, and just however it, it could be a feeling, it could be whatever, but I also like to do it visually. Because it keeps me focused. It keeps me grounded. And that's what returning to center, returning to self is. And the way I kind of envision, like I'm, ca- again, calling back or I not want to say shutting down, but turning down the knob, right? The volume of it. And then when she's saying turning it on, you could picture it that way too. There's all different kinds of routines and practices and things that you can do for the on or off. But what you said was very important about the just being aware of it aspect, being aware of that you are again, unintentionally or intentionally reading people or picking up energies and everything else. And then also I feel like people that are first starting in their journey, it is kind of sort of good for them to share messages because I always say, or I would at least say guides and angels or God don't give me messages if I'm not supposed to receive and share. But over time, when you become this truly professional and you're practicing it on the day to day, you do have to find those office hours, right? And you're not supposed to be reading the whole world (laughs) and like everything. So I did just want to kind of clarify that and go through it a little bit because if you're like, but tell me how, then that's one way that you could do it. There's a million other ways, but at least um, it's a visual that you can, it's easy to comprehend.
1: Yeah, I think that that's wonderful. And the way I understand it too, like you want to have a really expansive aura, but you want it to be centered in you. Like you want it to start in you and that's what can happen when you're really empathetic, it, the center of it, you put it onto other people. It's like if other people are okay, if their energy's okay, then I can be okay. But you want it to start with you. Like Am I okay? How am I feeling? And one of the ways that people can start to work with that is when you start to feel something you know going through your day to day life, say you're at the d m v and you get angry. you know it can happen to all of us, <laughs> especially at the d m v so let's say you're at the d m v and you just start to get a little frustrated so so like Nicole was saying, like check in with your energy like where is that light where can you feel you know you can you can perceive it as light you can perceive it as heaviness like where is your energy around you is that anger or frustration is that yours did you come here with that or is that something you're sensing from around you that's triggering that emotion within you so just getting to know like is that yours or is it not you may be surprised to know oh I'm actually like feeling really good today. And I'm like, really excited to go get a milkshake after this. And you know, that isn't mine. It could be yours very well too. Mm -hmm. You know, you could say, Oh yeah, you know, I am feeling, I woke up feeling like a little off and I feel like I need to like talk this out with someone, but it's just about recognizing you, what's going on with you, feeling in your body, your authentic emotions, getting used to doing that. And if you don't know what your authentic really
0: emotions are, then you need to start
1: there. <laughs> yeah, just start there. It's it, it really will blow your mind um, if you're if you're used to feeling a lot. You may come to notice that a lot of that isn't your feelings, <laughs> yeah,
0: and I think i hear I hear a lot of people shake you're seeing a lot of people shake their heads listening to this. So before we run out of time, I did want to get to the home screen meditation. And by the way, I feel like we need to do a part two because I have so many more questions, but we're we're gonna have to do that as a part two. But let's talk about home screen meditation. So obviously, with everything that, started, like you were practicing meditation. You had this message or this knowing about your father. Then you were doing after about nine months or a year, you started back on the meditation. So that's clearly a part of your practice. And obviously you too have, you have courses on this too. So what does that look like? How is it different from other meditation or similar?
1: The home screen meditation is a technique that my guide supported me in uh, developing that is an on button. It's perfect cuz that's what we were talking about. It's mm. a it's an on button and the meditation that I have um to share with everyone, it's free to download on my website. Everyone can go access that. Yay, um, thank you. You're you're so welcome. It's so so I created this meditation and I want people to approach it as like a just like a, a space of inspiration. If you love it and you love doing it, you can do it you know, as often as you want, you can do it every day. But I hope that it just inspires you to find your own on button and to find make that connection. So your home screen is like your connection to the astral plane. It's like your connection to spirit. And it looks different for all of us. It feels different for all of us. And it will change day to day. So my home screen, it almost always is this beautiful beach. And Sometimes this beach is dirty. It's got trash on it, <laughs> and it is super dirty. And those are the days I know I'm not showing up and and taking care of my emotions. I'm, you know, there's things that I need to process. There's things I need to work on, and it helps me so much as someone who came from a background of not being in my body, not trusting myself, and not trusting my body. You know, hearing other people say oh, Emma, you're okay, and believing them instead of believing myself. So it helps me so much, and I hope it helps other people to do, to be able to experience another way of of knowing this information about yourself. So you'll have your home screen, which is sort of this. Um, so is it like supposed to be like your screensaver on your computer? It's like your home. It's Yeah, it's like the background on your phone. Phone, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. You open up the space and you just let the experience come to you. It will present itself however you're supposed to experience it. And then you can call in your guides to come connect with you in that space. Any sort of... um, any sort of spirit helpers or messages can come through in that space. You can go through portals from that space. Okay. Now I'm tracking. It's literally like the home screen on your phone where yeah. you go
0: and you're like, what app do I want to click yes. on? Choose your own adventure. Yes. As far as-
1: Very cool. All right. Yeah. So you can go, you know, you can ask for a portal and one can open up and, and you know, you, I want your listeners to know, you know, when you're working with your intuition you, you go with what comes first and you just go with the experience. So, you know, don't think about it. Don't analyze it. Just say, okay, I'm in the mountains and, and look and get sensory with it. See, look at the details, taste, hear, feel, you know, feel the wind, feel the water, whatever, wherever place you're at, you know, just really get into it and allow yourself to be in this beautiful metaphysical realm.
0: Very, very cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think visual, for me, visual, not just intentions, but the visual mindset of walking through it really crystallizes things energetically. And I heard once, and I'm going to have to Find the quote too, but that when we were creative or our imagination as a child, that was accessing those different realms and those different dimensions. And then over time we're told, well, it's your imagination. That imagination's not real, which is a part of why we shut it down, which is why I think when we're adults and we pick it back up, it just it is so powerful.
1: It's so powerful. And I tell my intuitive students, like, intuition feels like imagination. You're gonna feel mm-hmm. like you're imagining things. And so you just have to get used to saying, this is my, this is real for me. This is real for me. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to experience it. And because that's what it feels like. It feels like your imagination. You know, it's in that same, it's Mm -hmm. in that dream space where things just come. For me, it's really, um,
0: more detailed, right? So just check out her her home screen meditation. See what you think. Share with us if you have any comments or experiences. Because yes. to me, when you get in that deeper state of visualizing, it's it. it to me, it feels different, right? It's hard to describe.
1: It's, it's more intense. Th- that's why going into the sensory experience mm-hmm. of it really digs you down deep into the experience and makes it a more like all encompassing experience. Well, what a gift. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, you're so welcome. I would love to hear what people think. So definitely comment and share, share your thoughts of it.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to try it as well. Awesome. So are you getting anything else that you wanted to share? I'm feeling like you are,
1: (laughs) or at least that's what they're telling me. Oh, I mean, I could talk to you all day. I know.
0: Yeah, no, I do. I was serious. I want to do a part two because I do also want to talk about the fear aspect, which we said in the very beginning. So maybe we can get some more time if you're open to it to to go down that direction. Because I'm feeling very led lately to discuss it more. Yeah, and share everybody's di- different experiences and why that's so important. Right. I would.
1: I would love to talk about that. I've been okay. feeling very hyped up about all of that because it's also it's also a cultural. It's a total cultural revolution, you know, Mm -hmm. it's very radical to connect with your intuition.
0: NPR had just the other day that for the first time ever, Christianity is like, it's only at 60% and they were predicting that it's going to be less than that 60% or 50% mark and what it is filling up. It's not another religion. It's people that don't identify as religious, but spiritual. Mm -hmm. So they are freaking out. Mm. (laughs) Catholic, Catholicism, Christianity, those sorts of followers are freaking out and they're putting out a lot of fear propaganda. And I didn't realize why I was getting the messages downloaded. And so I was like, hmm. And I don't want to necessarily poke the bear, but I feel like at some point I'm going to have to poke the bear. So yeah. And then yeah. I saw that you mentioned that you wanted to eventually get into that, too. So I was like, she's obviously getting the same messages that I am.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because like I said, there's no fear. There's no fear here. <laughs> it's a revolution.
0: It is. its is. We're like, there's there should be no fear-based religion or anything like that. It should be like you're saying, if you feel comfortable within yourself, you feel like you're showing up as your authentic truth, you believe in something, and you're centered, and you're like, you know what? This is just how I feel and what I believe. And you're feeling the love and the connection, yeah. then that that can't be to me wrong. No, I'm sorry. No, like you can't tell me that that's wrong. Like, it, and especially when there's no judgment with it either.
1: Yeah, and and how I understand those statistics coming out and this change that's happening in our country, it's not that people aren't feeling this connection to, you know, the Christ, the, even. right? Cause, to cause Jesus, I connect with Jesus and, absolutely, yeah. and and to the the Bible and the Quran and like these. Beautiful texts mm-hmm. and, and the messages, and many of the teachings. Like, I don't think that there's a separation happening there. I mm-hmm. think people are finally saying, you know what? I'm going to listen to me about this you know, I'm not going to listen to what this like this corporation really, which mm-hmm. is what a lot of this these business. businesses, mm-hmm. you know, these these churches are businesses, you know, I'm not going to listen to what they say is my truth. I'm going to check in with my truth about this and go from there and, and and connect with what feels right and pray in the way that feels right to me. And I'm going to have my own connection. And that's what I missed as a child growing up in sort of this rigid faith, we weren't taught to have our own connection. We were taught to connect in a way that we were told to, you know, through a priest, through Mm -hmm, another mm -hmm. being, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's how, you know, you can't, you can't atone for your sins on your own. You Mm -hmm. have to do it in confession with a priest. (laughs)
0: But that's also why I say not to give your power away to any practitioner any spiritual person just for that exact thing. It's like, which is why, you know, to me it's very important that people learn the tools to connect with themselves and to tune in and to find that own truth within that because no one should be saying this is the way, yeah. <laughs> right? Other than yourself and how you feel and how you're connecting to it. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that.
1: You shouldn't feel ashamed or guilt for not, for not aligning yourself with the structures of a religious organization. You know, if you're feeling that shame or guilt for thinking things differently, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't just, you know, you shouldn't just connect with it. And I don't think this is the end for church or for, you know, for organized religion. I just think it's the beginning for real authentic connection with our truth And how gorgeous is that? And how gorgeous is organized religion, community religious celebrations? How gorgeous is that going to be when we're all truly connected, when we're all feeling that love in our core? Not because someone says, you've got the love in your core, because you say, I know, I feel it within me, you know, that's going to be powerful. And I can't wait for that.
0: And the safe space that people can have to feel that and then also understand and share differences, you know? which versus kind of throwing stones if you don't share the same thoughts or totally. beliefs. Totally. Well, I just want to thank you so much for joining. I've been so inspired by our conversation. And like I said, would definitely like to have you back on so we can talk and pick up and share how the people can reach you. Of course, I will, as always, include all the information in the show notes, but how they can reach out to you.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm on Instagram. My Instagram is at Emma, R-E-W-S, Emma ruse. And I teach a a seven-week online course called The Intuitive Method. We're starting that in February. So if you'd like to join us, it's an awesome community of like-minded, intuitive, uh, curious people um, connecting with our intuition and creating patterns for us to use our intuition in our daily life. And I also do private sessions and you can um, book a session with me on my website. And my website is emma-andrews.com. Thank you so much,
0: Emma. I appreciate you again being on and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and talk soon.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about? or have a suggestion for a future guest, send an email to contact at a psychic or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you wanna hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a when you do because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.